I don't know how much value I have in this universe, but I do know that I made a few people happier than they would have been without me. As long as I know that, I'm as rich as I ever need to be. Back once again with another podcast. This is episode 75 of the It's Time to Refresh podcast. I think it's 75. Um, if it's not, I'll, I'll edit it out. Um, on this one, um, I put out a poll last week or the week before saying who would you like uh, on and a couple of people mentioned uh, your name, which is so it's quite valid, isn't it? it is, I'll introduce you in a minute, don't worry. Um, and I thought, you know what, this would be a really good story to tell because you seem to be in, around in the scene and involved for as long as I can remember. Um, you just seem to have sort of been here, there, and everywhere, done everything, and obviously we'll get into that. Um, but yeah, DJ Sempi, how's Hello. it going, you all right? Nice to meet you. We've just met for the first time today as well, so it's another thing. Um, how are you doing, all right? I'm good, thank you, yeah. Excellent, we've got a spectator as well, in Craig. <laughs> um, but yeah, um, what did you have for tea last night? Uh, Put you on the spot, I don't know. McCrispies from McDonald's. Oh, lovely, lovely. <laughs> Uh, what did I have? I can't remember. Oh, Chinese head takeaway. Um, but yeah, so how are you doing? We've obviously talked about off pod about what you've been up to and and whatnot. But you said you took a residency on in uh, Revival. How long? Yeah, Revival. Going? Yeah, four. Just over four years. Yeah, yeah. Excellent. Yeah. Um, I, I, I do want to get into that because I was saying off pod that I played there, and it was it was such a good venue, and I really want to push something I think deserves. Um, time of day of, yeah, of getting it, do you know what yeah, I mean? Yeah. Like, yeah. But <clears throat> we're going to go right back to the beginning if that's okay. Oh, that's a long way back. <laughs> <laughs> how, how long's a long way back? Um, well, I've been playing at club level for 32 years. What year is that? I'm, 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 I'm not working <laughs> out. Of the top 1991. 91, yeah, right? Yeah. Oh. So you, you're sort of there from the, the early days of yeah, yeah, the yeah. really, well, the club scene as such, yeah. 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 Um, so where did it all start for you? Let's not say the DJ, where did the music come in? Uh, well, I would say mid-80s, because I used to be a break dancer and that, so I used to... Wow. Uh, yeah. Got any photos? I'll put them all over the top of it. <laughs> Probably not now, no. Oh. My mum used to have some. <laughs> <laughs> Excellent. Um, but uh, no, uh, I think that's where it all started, going to the electro, you know, yeah. break, I think it was a breakdance movie, you know, first of all, everybody, well, everybody, every kid had it, you know, a bit of Lionel on street and the ghetto blaster, <laughs> amazing days. Yeah. It's the generation of that as well, isn't it? There's a lot of people who've, who came into the rave scene off the back of break, the breakdancing, I know a couple yeah. of people, um, who was it off the top of my head that I, that I was thinking of in particular? I'm not sure. I'm sure like the lads up in Blackpool who used to do the Fever lads. I'm yeah. sure they were break dancers back in the day. Yeah, there's, there's quite a few of them. Yeah, yeah it's it's interesting to yeah. see I the think it's that, like, say it's that era that, you know, I mean, I'm 50 this year. Yeah. <laughs> God, I don't even know I'm still here. This <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, uh, so that, that you got into that. What was the sort of music that you... That you that yeah, was, that, that's, was, yeah. What was their influences like? Um, I think it was, you know, like I say, for me it was like, Shaka Khan ain't nobody, you know, stuff yeah. like that, because obviously from the breakdance movie, yeah. Tour de France, you know, it's that electro kind of sound, you know, and I think that's where, it, you know, I got more and more involved with it, and obviously as a couple of years more went on, then I got into, like, the early, like... Uh, so do you think there was, like, the crossover into the house music sort uh, of? Yeah, yeah, it was like... like it almost, like, just cross... cross yeah, it, obviously, it's, like, 87, 88, and then you're getting into, like, the warehouse 
tap or something. Yeah. I, I used to, <laughs> I used to well, go into school, I had this Walkman and um, I always remember getting Warehouse Raves 1, which was the first thing. And I used to listen to it every day, there and back for about six months, these same tracks. And what what, what, what sort of tunes were they? Uh, they were like a electro, you know, like yeah. beginning of like, before, you know, the, obviously the Italian and all that, way before that, but it was just this great smooth, very just prominent, really nice things, you know, like Force Legato, which you probably yeah. won't know, but uh, you just, you know, just really nice stuff that everybody sampled off since. Yeah, 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 excellent, excellent. So then, who was the sort of like first DJ that you heard where it was like, this is, because obviously you've came around when the music's fresh. Yeah. So when it's like, when rave music come in, it was like brand, like brand new and it's like, who was, who was the first um, person that you heard doing that sound? Well, I mean, bloody hell, I mean, probably Paul Taylor was probably one of them because right. he had angels and obviously, yeah. and obviously me being only a few miles away from there, you know, they used to do, because uh, <laughs> I was, weren't old enough, you know, when, mm. at first, they used to do what you call a baby's angels, which were like right, okay. up, to, you know, up to 16 year olds. So all obviously like 14, 16 year olds and, and but it was like the sound back then you know yeah. like the 88 89 90 type thing you know I like it. yeah um and obviously years later everybody worked for him but uh it's, it's just ironic isn't it you know mm. things change but so when you what you went there was obviously not been around it's hard to like i've always grown up with having house music being a thing or italian or bounce music or hard yeah, house yeah. or trance it's always been there in the early days of house music, was it like shockingly new? Does that make sense? Like, yeah, it was like something, you know, completely new, yeah. you know, because you've obviously got Rick Astley. Yeah. <laughs> and then all of a sudden this new sound is like, wow, what's yeah. this? I love this. Yeah. So imagine yeah. it probably took like, it, it was really cool for the kids to get behind then. Does that make sense? Yeah. So it's like, it's new, well, it it's fresh. Start, and, like, I mean, especially with the warehouse, you know, the illegal yeah. raves that we all used to go to. You yeah. know, it was just phenomenal because it was like against the police, you know. Yeah, 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 yeah. Cause you, at that age, that's what you do, don't you? Like, yeah, type that's what it is. Like, every, every generation's got it. And like, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm getting to the, 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 the point in my life now. Do you know when you're like, your kids have gone to whatever they're on to, and it's like, I don't get it. But obviously, to them, it's all like when the birth of house music came along, for instance, they're like, like, I know my, gran my grandparents were sent to my dad. It was like, we don't understand this. What is this? It's just, it's all just... Yeah. Noise. Yeah, it's drum, <laughs> no, it's yeah. drum music. That's what they were saying. Yeah. It, because of the, the way that the tabloids um, portrayed it. Yeah. Or oh, rave music, it's the devil's, yeah. Yeah. the devil's music and all this. And it's like, it's they don't understand it. And then the kids of today are like... like I think my little lad thinks that I'm into old people music. Do you know what I mean? Like, it's, it's a generation thing. I wonder if he looks at it the way I look at Motown. Do you know what I mean? I look yeah. at Motown, that's, that's like, oh, that's what the older it's people do. It's not too bad, doing. Motown. I, no, I like that's it. That's my age. Yeah, but I like it though, no. I do, I genuinely like it. I like Motown, but I always think, oh, that's stuff my dad's generation. Do you know what I mean? And I'm like, this is this house music, this stuff, this is cool, this is, this is what it's about. And I, yeah. I bet he looks at me like, that music you play, it's just old man music. <laughs> like, do you know what I mean? Um, so yeah, so you were going to the the, the under 16s. Was it under 16 or under 18? Under 16. Oh, under 16. Under, would have been under 18. Yeah. Like, lots of years ago. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I weren't old enough anyway. You couldn't buy a beer, that's for sure. Anyway, yeah, yeah, so, yeah, yeah. So you, yeah, that was your first sort of experience. What was your first experience going into 
a proper rave then? Uh, well, obviously, I went to a few uh, warehouse raves illegally. Yeah. Obviously, back in the day. But uh, So go on, you can divulge into that if you like. Uh, <laughs> or, or don't, if you don't want to. <laughs> yeah, obviously, there were a lot, a lot of them in Blackburn. I remember you used to go into Monroe's and you used to... Uh, everybody used to go to Monroe's and then they'd find out where you were going and the police used to stop all entrances into Great Allwood so oh, you right. couldn't follow where the rave was. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So can we just dig into that a little bit? Sorry, I think a lot of people will be interested in that. So how old were you when you first went to Monroe's? Oh, 16. Oh, you were 16? 16, yeah. Uh, you, you were that busy, you used to have a ticket. If you, you know, like a courtroom yeah. ticket, with that pull outside and they call you. If you had a ticket, you'd get in, obviously, with your number. Yeah, what was the capacity? Uh, I think it's about 400. So it's, it's it's a busy little spot then. Probably seen, more outside. Oh, yeah, well, back, back in eight, late, you know, yeah. 89, 90 times. Well, if you look, like, obviously you see the videos floating around online and that, don't you? Where it's like the footage and it's from the car park and there's like loads of cars on the car park and it's like... You couldn't even get on the car yeah, park. Yeah, you know, yeah, you know, sort of thing. Yeah, um, yeah so you went to, to Monroe's for the first time. What was that like? Yeah, it was good. You know, yeah. it was just completely something something else you Some, know. something different yeah. have you never seen like anything like it no, before? no 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 because a lot of people like a lot of people from who's not from this area don't understand the Im impact that 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 place had to a lot mm, of people yeah. around here was yeah. this like uh, would you say it was like a hub for um the music because it was fresh and <coughs> like yeah, this is where you got to find this yeah, style of music. i think uh, obviously there was no social media or anything like that yeah. back then you know and it was just everybody knew that you went to Monroe's, you found out where the raves were. Yeah. You know, the illegal raves, you know, type thing. So, so how, how did that work? Just, I'm just curious, that's all. So you go to Monroe's, would you go there for a few beers first? No, or? no, it's all beer. Oh, well, <laughs> well, well, you know, obviously yeah. later on, they didn't, but uh, it, it was, it, more, more, more often than not, you never got in. Right, you okay. know, you just, were just there to find out where the location were. Right, and then for those who don't know, how would, how would that happen? So you pull up outside, was it was it someone on the phone and passing it around the, the car park or? It, it was just, well, word of mouth, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. So how, how far were you travelling a field to, to get to these raves, for instance? Uh, well, ones I went to were mainly around Blackburn, yep. you know what I mean, in that vicinity, you yeah. know, uh, but. Like I say, it, I was only young, you yeah. know, it's a long, long time back, you know, type yeah. of thing, but uh, they were just mad days, proper Excellent. mad days. Excellent. What was it like going to your first legal rave then? Because that, that was still brand, brand new, yeah, isn't it? Yeah, 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 scary, you know, it was just like, what is, what is this, what's, you know, it's, you're young, yeah. you know, you're naive and you know, you're like... Yeah. So, what, can you remember the, the first one and where it was or anything like that? No, it, well, it was in Blackburn, and obviously yeah. I couldn't tell you then because I, I wouldn't. Hear, I don't really know Blackburn that well myself. Yeah, but it, it was because we were like driving here, there, and everywhere, and then it was like, oh, get out, and then you're just following hundreds of people, <laughs> and then you're paying your money on the door, and you're in, and that's yeah. it, you know. And so what was it? Abandoned warehouse, yeah, yeah, yeah. Right, okay, okay. Yeah. It's well publicised the Blackburn warehouse days, isn't it? Like yeah, if oh, you look online, massive. and it's it's there's it was a, it was a. a, a like a literal like um, popular place yeah. for the raves. Yeah, yeah. So you went there. Can you remember any DJs who were on out like that? No, at the time? no, no. no. You just there for a good no. time. No, yeah, <laughs> yeah. It was, but I would. I was probably a bit too young to recognise what. Yeah, what I mean, was. I was obviously getting into music myself and buying yeah. vinyl and stuff. You know, yeah. uh, myself when I was started when I was fifteen year old buying vinyl and stuff. So when you went to this this rave, for instance, 
did you walk away thinking, I need to get this music myself? Like, you... And it was just the experience, I think, you know, because you're being naughty, you, you know, you, yeah. you, you know, police are involved, like, shit, you know, let's get yeah. away from police, you know, <laughs> you know, and you're kicking everybody out, you know, you're gone, aren't you? Yeah. Quick, quick. Going out, slip roads, wrong way and stuff. <laughs> <laughs> class, yeah. class. Yeah. So, uh, what what made you want to start buying the music then? What was... Um, I think I just, because I, I, I've been buying vinyl since, obviously, young, when I yeah, was yeah, young. Yeah. And then, obviously, getting a taste for the sound and all that. And then, as soon as I, obviously, left school, 16-year-old, uh, and then we used to have a, in our town, which is only a small town, not there now, obviously, but it's, we used to have a shop called Our Price. Right. Uh, and obviously, they were a brand, they were everywhere type thing. And I just used to spend all my money yeah. in this in this Our Price shop, you know, only had money working part-time and stuff yeah. back then. Um, and... But it's, that's all I ever used to do. It's like, oh, it took over your life almost. Yeah. Like, yeah, I get and, what you mean. Yeah. And obviously getting a bit older. And uh, I used to, uh, when I worked, started working full time, obviously, uh, I'd go to uh, Reedy's in Blackburn, yeah. to get trained to Reedy's in Blackburn every week. Go and spend all my money, and then I didn't have enough money to pay my board to my mother. But I was happy as a bag of tunes and yeah. lots of, you know. Excellent. <laughs> so, right, you, when did you get your first set of decks then? Oh, uh, I got some Sony Bell drives, uh, 89, I think it was. Right. Uh, and then I realised, obviously, we, you know, going on other people's techniques. Yeah. And I thought, I need some of them. Got to oh, have yeah, them. it's night and day, isn't it? Yeah. So I had to go to my mum and dad and say, look, please, please, I need, help me, <laughs> owe me some money for anyway. Yeah. They did do. Yeah. You know, and then I just, I just never moved out of my room for just... Yeah. train 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 so how was it for you at first when you when you started mixing like obviously you from a generation where there's no you can't just jump online and like google how to do something no. so like how long did it take for you for it to click uh or did, did you have someone showing you for instance or I, I, the guy that i bought the decks off uh andy uh he he, he was like showing me the basic type thing mm. you know but you've still got to go away and do it, and yeah. do it yourself. So what was you? he explaining to you? Was he explaining like yeah, beats and bars? Yeah, and, and he's like, well, no, it wasn't. And then it was just, you just had to try and match two beats. It weren't yeah. like where you put it in, like obviously, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. as experience comes along. Yeah. Uh, it was just, just madness. So oh, explaining beat matching sort of. Yeah. Like, yeah okay, but okay. then trying to work, get it in your head. And why, why is it, well, why is that not, you know, yeah, it, was, yeah. it was mind blowing. So how long did it take? I always ask, I'm always dead intrigued. How long did it take for it, for it to click? Uh... Probably a couple of months. Yeah, yeah. You and know, that's consistently just yeah, like, just, yeah, just yeah, doing yeah, the same yeah, thing yeah, every yeah. day. The same two records. Same way I did it as well. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um because if you figure it out, like if you move for instance, if you moved your pitch on on the deck, right, and I would just move it randomly and not look. Yeah. And like, right, if I can get this tune to match this, I know at some point it's gonna be at the same speed because yeah, it's yeah. the same same tune. And then if if you do that, then you've once you've got that sort of like cracked then yeah. you can start mixing other yeah, tunes yeah, that's yeah. how it was I started adding the two the two tunes what was the tune by, by Got Curiosity oh god you know you're asking me something now uh, I think it was uh, Pierre Feroldi moving now oh well good tune good tune to sit and listen to on repeat <laughs> um, I think my mine was uh, Darude Sandstorm um, obviously I'm like yeah yeah so I had just by look, I had two of the the same vinyl, mm. and they, when I was learning to mix, I would I would 
bring it in and I'd be like, right, if I can get it, the beats to match before that bass line comes in, that offbeat bass. And then after that, it was, right, if I can get it before the first crash, if I can get it, or the second crash, then I can get it before the first crash. Uh, and then it progresses a bit. If I can get it in on the, th- and then that, and all of a sudden just clicks, doesn't it? Yeah, and then that's when, yeah. and when it clicks with that, you find it easier to, to, to sort of move on to the next record. It's like, yeah. well, this sounds a lot faster or this sounds a lot slower. Yeah. I think this would work with this and that's how it works. It's just tuning your ears. Yeah, it? that's yeah, what it is. But at that time, it, you know, yeah. you're like a Billy in headlights. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. Know? And you think, you, you think you're pretty good, but you're, yeah. you're not. Yeah, no, I'm good. <laughs> yeah. So obviously you learned to mix. You've you've yeah you've done that. Um, what did you do next? Did you go and approach people for? Um, no, I think well, I used to do a lot of house parties because that's yeah. what people did. You know, like, you know, you, you take your decks to somebody's house type yeah. thing, and, and and then somebody main attraction of the party. You've got a set of decks. Yeah, there. Well, exactly. uh, I experienced yeah. that. So, yeah. oh yeah, well, I wasn't going to invite you, but since we got a set of decks, do you, do you fancy coming down? <laughs> yeah. yeah. I think we've all went for it yeah. as DJs. Soon we got a lot, of, lot of mates very quickly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, <laughs> so, yeah, so you're doing that. So, at house parties, were people recognising? Yeah, they, they recognise, oh, it's Semper. You know, yeah. Type thing. Uh, oh, but like, oh, but they recognising, like, the, were you getting sort of signature tunes? Oh, I'll get him to come and DJ at the party because plays that banger, he plays this banger. Mm. Obviously, it's a di- anyone can play any tunes now, yeah. but back then... It was completely different. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. It's, you know, no, nobody... nobody. To me, back then, it were like, oh, my God, he's got a white label. He's playing <laughs> a white label. Yeah. But, you know, they were just like, oh, my God, go and see him. He's got loads of white labels. You know, and that, <laughs> that, you know how mad it is. Not yeah. like the banger, like, you know, yeah. people say, oh, what a tune that is. They just did more, you know, if you had a white label, you yeah. were like, well, cool, DJ. <laughs> <laughs> class, class. So you were DJing at these house parties and that getting a bit of a name for yourself um, that way, but it was more like word of mouth then, isn't it, really? Yeah, so yeah, then, and then uh, obviously, I uh, can't remember, but yeah, one way. Um, one of the first places I played was uh, this place called uh, Unity Hall. Right. It's not even, I don't think it's even there now. And it was like, just like a private thing, but it was like a, it was three decks, I think it was 19... Late eighty nine, maybe ninety. Yeah, uh, and it was just like it was two quid or something to get in. It was just somebody local had put this event on. We just all it were one big massive straw black, not like just just this thing. Like, live, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, crazy, and uh, I remember you know just playing there and thinking, God, I love this. I yeah. love this. But was it was it was it the crowd you were like yeah, yeah you were like response. you know these people are dancing to me yeah, you know? yeah and I'm yeah, only yeah. young you know so yeah. Well, like yeah you know, that type thing yeah 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 I, I know exactly where you're coming from once you once you I think once you get a taste of DJing to a couple of people and then do you know when it like when you use there's like obviously when you jump on you might play one or two tunes and you're just tuning into the crowd but when you get tuned in and it clicks mm. that feeling's quite addictive isn't oh, it oh absolutely yeah and, like, and even now I mean you know, yeah. you know when you when you've hit that zone with that floor yeah you're on it aren't you you're focused yeah and you know for like you hear of all these DJs who's a retire and they've retired five times and yeah. it's because you can't you there's, there's not there's no feeling when you're DJing like it in which you you can't replicate that that hit that you get when you're DJing. Do you know what I mean? Mm. That I, well, I've never I've never come across something where it's it's that sort of satisfaction mm. where it's like you've you've got all these people 
tuned into the same frequency yeah. and it's and you're playing away and then it's, you know the next the next tune that's coming along is an absolute banger so when you bring it in and yeah. they're going nuts to it it's the yeah. that endorphin you get off the it the thing is once it's in your blood it stays in your blood forever and, and yeah. anybody that tells me that oh I'm retiring it's either a publicity stunt yeah you know or they're just talking shit yeah, yeah. <laughs> exactly because yeah. you just can't get away from it, it you know it's whatever you know if you've done something you know in the public eye yeah. you know especially in obviously in the music scene or yeah somebody to you know you, it stays with you whether you're a singer or a dj you're a, yeah. a rapper or i don't know what but it's it's you'll never ever leave it everyone always comes back and they're, they're, they're retired yeah. but everyone always comes back that's why i've never been away <laughs> <laughs> yeah exactly yeah. um yeah. so yeah so you sort of going forward you've, you've you played this night and you've got a taste for it yeah was this the part where you're like i need to get out there like i just you, thought I need more tunes. Yeah, well, <laughs> more obviously, yeah. yeah. You're never, never enough tunes. No. But, but were you like, were you, were you, did you get the itch that, to just write? Yeah, it just, it just made me hungry. I thought, I want to do this again. I want to yeah. do this. Where else can I do this? Excellent. So when was you sort of, like, first booking? How did, how did that come on? Um, first booking was probably uh, in, a, in a bar in Nelson called The Station. It used to have a a nightclub underneath called uh, Reflections. Yep. So they book. So this guy got hold of a tape of mine, and he said, and he rang me up, and he said, uh, "Is this your tape?" I said, "Has it got my name on it?" <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and, yeah. Then. <laughs> anyway, he said, "Can you come and play? Can you come and play?" And I went, "Yeah, I'm all buzzing. You know, take your next down thing." And uh, so end up playing in this bar, but downstairs there was a nightclub, which obviously we used to yeah. do. Anyway, I always remember this one time. Really. So we're having this uh, party downstairs and it were after everything shut at two o'clock back then. Yeah. So I'm there mixing away. I guess it's prod or Ed and I'm like, one minute, one minute I'm mixing. <laughs> and prod, you got harder. I looked up like that, there's a copper staring at me. I thought, shit, <laughs> turn it off now. Oh god! <laughs> you know, and I were only like nine, eighteen, yeah. nineteen then, but you know, it be so, but you know, it's just one of those silly things that stick in your head, aren't yeah. they? You know. So did you turn it off? Uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I yeah. thought you would have. Give me yeah. a fiver and I will. Yeah. <laughs> so what was it? Was it being shut down or something? No. It, it was after time. It was oh, shut right, down okay. now, obviously. Uh, no, but, I mean, uh, so what was he stopping the music for? Was it because it was obviously back then two o'clock? No more after two o'clock. No more music, and it were about half three in the morning, and everyone's ah, bit. right, okay. No worries, <laughs> no worries. So yeah, so you, you you played this place. Where did you go from here then? So you. Oh. <sighs> uh, um, bloody hell, where did I go from there? I did a few bars. Uh, was this off the back of your tapes then? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Or? It's uh, And then I got involved with Carlos. Right, okay. Uh, uh, and obviously Blueberries as well, you know, at that kind of era time right, type okay. thing. Uh, and I was just doing spots places, you know. So it was just like guest slots here and yeah, there? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So no residences? Not, not really residencies, no. Yeah. So... I think a lot of people who know you would know you from maybe like the Carlos type thing. Do you know what I mean? Uh, or, yeah. Um, so, so when you played there, did you? How was that on recommendation, or did or did you go in with a demo, or what was the? Um, it was more when. Uh, was it? I'm trying to 
them, <laughs> uh, a lot of a lot of stuff back then would have been word of mouth as well. Yeah, it's like, oh, it was more like that yeah. anyway. And it's just getting involved with them and yeah. stuff, and then meeting obviously JFMC. Yeah, you know that was a big help. You know, getting him involved. You know, he get me involved in stuff. So yeah, that was that was kind of where that was. Oh, absolutely. Um, and then obviously you sort of getting your name around and and mm. and, and whatnot. Um, <clears throat> were you? When, when did you start sort of going further afield? You know what I mean? Like, um, I got this res after that, I got a residency at uh, Blueberries in Nelson, right? Uh, and then, uh, I was quite there for quite a while. What was the music policy? Uh, anything I wanted to, okay, really. That's good, you that's know, good, it was, yeah. uh, it, I mean, back then it was just dance music, it weren't like it was garage or it was this, yeah, 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 yeah. it was just dance, you know, yeah, and it was probably playing more floor filling stuff you yeah, know, yeah, yeah for that yeah. era of time you know like 94 and then this guy that I, that i knew was a doorman at monroe's right uh and then he said why are you going audition you auditioned on wednesdays he said i've told him right you come over so i went over that's where i meet pete daly mm-hmm. uh so was this just just uh, sorry for interrupting but like was this for you like uh, an end game was just like oh I'd love to play Monroe's was, was that yeah because I'd obviously been there yeah, as a kid as a kid yeah so you know, thinking. and it was like wow I've actually got a chance here mm-hmm. yeah uh, get your like, foot in the door yeah, sort of thing. and it was, I think it was maybe late 94 I think it were about late 94 when, it, when I went there yeah um, and Pete Pete was obviously listening with a couple of other DJs and obviously Ian from Monroe's mm-hmm. uh, and he said yeah yeah we like him uh, and that's where the, my relationship with Pete started because obviously I was there nearly 10 years, you know, yeah. type thing. Um, so, yeah, that was like an opening of another chapter, you know, of my mm. life, you know, that was spent every week there, you know, yeah. type thing. Then. So what was the what was the deal there then? So you went there and what did you do every Saturday night or yeah. what was it, Friday? Or? It was Saturday. Saturday, yeah, yeah, yeah. used to do every Saturday. And how long were you doing on, on a Saturday night? Was it? Well, you just do an hour, but, an hour. Since, but because you're up until nine o'clock, you could do graveyard shift. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You yeah. know, or it could be two hours if somebody didn't turn up. Time, yeah, yeah. Ninety minutes, whatever. So, were you going in there as a DJ and staying the night, or were you? What were you going like? No, no, I'd it, stay the night. Yeah, you know, yeah. most times. Yeah. Uh, you know, obviously in the first few years I did. And yeah. As you. You get older, yeah, change, yeah, yeah, change a little bit, yeah. But so um, you were, you were going down there and you were just buzzing to be playing. Yeah, there and it's like. Yeah, I think, you know, with the bond there with Pete, you know, yeah. you know, we just really buzzed off it. You know, we just, you connect, don't you, with certain people. Oh, yeah, yeah. Thing. When it clicks, it clicks, doesn't yeah. it? Yeah. And then, so <clears> there you're playing there. What sort of style were you playing when you when you got in there? It was more, more what we call, it was like old schoolish to where Pumping House. Yeah, 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 yeah. That you know, so, Pumping yeah. House was like, you know, it was really, 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 it was like a different sound. And I think this is where, like where the the bounce and stuff is coming yeah. from now because it was you know so what year was this then i think it was late 94 to 95 yeah that's the proper early like sort of pumping out yeah sort of stuff coming yeah in. but it was good stuff you know yeah. we just a lot of it were you know brilliant uk house you know yeah, that yeah, yeah. just that you didn't really get because you you know apart from like the early i mean the italians ruled the roost in the early 90s you know yeah. with the piano house and that 
but it was just this new sound, you know. Great. So you back then you were, you either went into like the housey side or you were like into jungle. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I've never been into jungle myself, but so obviously I, because I was into this house sound, yeah, I kind of followed that route, if you will. Yeah. So mm. how did you notice that the whole time of Monroe's with the with the music? Um, evolving and changing like yeah it, it, you know it i don't think you realize it at the time you just went with, with whatever floor, yeah, 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 yeah whatever yeah, yeah. before you know it you've gone from this to like pumping hours to like yeah early trance and then the thing is you because there isn't um all the sub label sub genres that's out there mm. it's like it's like you just playing house music oh this is a bit yeah. faster this one oh yeah. this is a bit slower this yeah. one this is do you know what i mean this has got a bit more melodic this one's a bit tougher and then before you know it you've got like 10 different genres but you to you you just play it and it, and it sort of works all together do you know mm. what i mean so when would you say you develop what i would call that sempi style oh well there's different style there's yeah. different eras of my style yeah, 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 yeah. um i do remember uh once playing, uh, obviously, you know, that when this like donkey sound mm. type thing, I always remember playing Aldridge and Glennon, whatever, which mm -hmm. is obviously Pete Monteith. Yeah. And he played, but it was a really hard, like different, hard, but like donk style, you know, like yeah. a bit of a scratch thing in it. And I was first person to play it in there. Yeah. And when I played it, Ian went, turn this off, it's too, too hard, this. <laughs> and look, look where it went I know, you know? Yeah, yeah, you it's know, insane it, isn't it? it was just crazy yeah know? and I tell people to this whole time <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah so is, we'll talk sort of memories memories of Munro's yeah. um, is it what sort of stick out nights were there for you during that that, that period because it's a long time you were there like yeah. when you think about um, it I think I did enjoy like the 95 to 97 you know when it was well, fresh for you yeah, yeah. When it was, music wasn't as, you know, it, I don't know, it was like a natural sound, you know. Yeah, I mean, yeah. But I think maybe at the age of my life then as well, yeah. everybody else were, you know. It was just, there was really happy vibes before, you know, things start getting a bit angry and, yeah. you know, stuff like Because, you know, the club scene in certain areas and certain styles, you know, has got a little bit, Angry Annie, you know mm, what I mean? Gets a little bit moodier. Yeah. I know the back end of the Monroe's days, a lot of people said that, that went there, it was, it was a bit moody, do you know mm. what I mean? It got, yeah. it got a bit like that. But obviously it was never it was never like that to begin because... No, was, everybody loved each other, you yeah, know. Yeah, it yeah, just yeah. no matter where you come from, how big or how small you were, you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We're just this... And if there were any issues, you just got dealt with like that, out, gone. Right, what's going on? Carry on, yeah. It's mm. the best way to be. So just out of curiosity and stuff like that, when you were playing there... Like, that was a truly after I was sort oh, of. Oh yeah, nine o'clock in the morning. Yeah. yeah. So what was the what was the deal there for? Like in your experience, was it like, was it always pump until nine o'clock? Like were you? Or no, I think I think once it got to seven o'clock, obviously everyone starts. You know, knackered arty, they just mm. drift off type thing. So yeah. then that's why we called it the graveyard shift. If you were on last, you might have only had ten people. Yeah, yeah. You know, but yeah, you still got a person on Daylight and that yeah, doors yeah. open. We, we often coming out of Monroe's and coming out and you're like, oh, it is daylight, do you know what I mean? Yeah, That's many a time. Many times, I can yeah, imagine. many, many times. Yeah. I can imagine. Um, so, obviously, as the great host that I am, I do uh, a lot of research into <coughs> my guests and stuff like that. And I'm talking to Lewis about it before, actually. Um, on Yesterday, I was listening to some, some of your old um, 
um, recordings and tapes and like that. And it only dawned on me, um, so it was, you probably know better than I do, obviously, but I think it was uh, New Year's Eve 1999 um, set and you open up with, is it, or what is it called? I can't remember what the tune is. Uh, and it's you and Bispin back to back. Bispin, yeah. Right. A friend of mine. Yeah. yeah. So when when that when when you were, you were doing that sort of thing, that that to me ninety nine era. Mm. When I think of Mon, when someone says Monroe, yeah. I think of of that. Yeah. Like it's like trance, Euro dance, yeah. and, and the early donk. What yeah, you yeah. Call donk. yeah, yeah. It was a right, bit yeah. of an amalgamation yeah. of everything. Later yeah. on, it got a bit more darker and donkier. And before that, it was a bit Euro, yeah. sort of, as you say, pumping out and stuff like that. Yeah. But whenever I think of, someone says Monroe's, I think of tapes like that, or mm. Pete Daly's, like, tapes, or, do you know what I mean? It was always like, um, do you know what, see, I'm really, really bad here. <laughs> I, I do listen to, it's like Turbo, oh, um, like, them, them sort of MCs over the top of it, and it's like, uh, me, me and Craig were talking off off the pod and saying that like it was the the era of like you could play like a a, a, a dance you wrote like dance tune and have like, someone emceeing over the top of it and yeah. it just that it sounds so well and and it just it had flow and yeah. uh, do you know I, what I mean I think, it all, it all I think as well I mean I think emceeing's changed as a whole hasn't it you know yeah. from more like uh it was you know you, you went along with the song whereas the cause it goes spitting bars now don't yeah you? so it took you know it went from like that and you know some, of, the, some of these the mcs music. are awesome these days yeah you know? yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, but it's a different but, different thing yeah there, i mean it? it's to me in my brain right at first it was like horse commentators yeah yeah and but, just to know, uplift the tune so like yeah. say say tunes say you got you drop a tune and it's building up and they're getting the crowd pumping, yeah. and when it kicks in, they might not even MC, even yeah. though there's an opportunity yeah. there. It's just no, the well, right that, that to me is a proper MC, you know. Yeah. Just let, let that do that bit, and you, yeah. do, you do the filling in. Whereas now, you get people putting stuff online, uh, like um, MCs putting content online, and the track's being made to cater their lyrics, yes. and it's like yeah. it's the, the, the other it's, way. It's gone the other way, yeah. yeah. So when I, when I think of Monroe's, I think of them style CDs. Yeah. Yeah. So um, I had it on yesterday, and I was like, forgot how good how euphoric some of this music yeah. is do you know what i mean i was like listening away to it and um it like it only dawned on me so i was talking again with lewis about it saying um i only watched that that bisping um documentary the one that came out oh yeah yeah and it only dawned on me how small the world is and he was like like the monroe's the the, the he was a dj there yeah. and like and i'm gonna listen to the thing but it was back to back with you and i was just like mental how this donk DJ it's like I know he wasn't just a donk DJ but like he was known locally as a donk DJ yeah. has gone to do what he's done yeah. with right? and it's like to him. Um, but it's, and it's not just him as well it's mm. when you get talking to some people in nightclubs and it's like what do they do and, and, and outside of their escape of the rave because that's what the people use it as an escape isn't it yeah. it's like oh I do this and it's like fuck yeah like, it's like some people's do, like yeah pathways are yeah. so different yeah. but yet when you go to a rave they all come together it's, yeah, it's such correct. a strange yeah. thing but when I was the reason I'm, I'm going off on this sort of tangent here is because when you talk Monroe's and there was people travelling from all over to come to this this place in essentially in the middle of nowhere do you know what I mean mm. and people from all walks of life all doing all sorts of things I bet you met some characters there because 
you know oh, what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. Like, do you know where I'm coming from? Yeah. Because um, obviously when you've got the stuff nowadays, so like you might have a bar in town or a nightclub somewhere in some city, you, you're, you're going to get like different people going in and out, but people used to travel for the clubs, not the brands. Does that make sense? Correct. Years ago, it'd be like, oh, Monroe's, Pier, Maxime's. Uh, like, do you know what I mean? So yeah. it's, or or um, I was, we were talking about um, tall, tall trees up in Yarm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, you know, there's no point in your life you would go to Yarm for any reason. Do you know? There's no right reason to go. Mm. But if there's a rave there, you want to you experience what this yeah. nightclub is. And... Um, I'm sort of went off on a tangent here, but I want to get into this. Is where's been your favourite clubs to play? Would you say that you've had the the the, the chance and experience to play? So like, well, obviously, Monroe's always going to be close to my heart because I was there. Yeah, so yeah, long. that's the most I would say sentimental well, to you. Would you there say there was a, a club in Nelson, right? Uh, a big club called Equinox, right? Um, Can't say no that to be honest with you. No, it was a, an old grand uh, cinema, right? Uh, and it all 1,300 people in that mm. small town, <laughs> you know, and I used to do Friday nights there. Okay. Um, that was 97, I think. Was that yeah. one of your favourites, would you say? Yeah, because I used to, <clears throat> I used to have uh, one of DJs on, which was Darren, obviously, mm. who I produced with. Um, but at 12 o'clock, they used to drop the lights and I'd go on and it's like full capacity, 1,300 people, and then boom, and then nice. it's just... They just knew it were me, and then it would just just the airs on back of your net, you know. And it's Class. experience like that that will never ever leave in your life. Yeah. Um. I, <clears> one <throat> thing about your your generation of say, like when the tapes were going around and stuff like that, how people were getting them from all over. Like it's not you. It's not you're not just contained into like Burnley, Blackburn, and all mm. this. Like like I'm sure your tapes got about away. Do you know what I mean? And mm. I'm, that's like two hour, two and a half hour drive yeah. away, and it's like. Um, it's mental to know that like you could go and play a club somewhere like and somebody not you not never been to this place before but when mm. you go there everyone knows oh that's Sempi and he's he's is that like say Monroe's DJ and I've, I've heard him on the tapes and yeah. now I get to experience it for the first time yeah so when did you do some gigs that were like sort of further afield where you were like it's it's felt a bit surreal for you, yeah, I've done quite a few places, obviously, up and down, uh, done Leeds, obviously, yeah. Halifax, played yeah. Coliseum in Halifax before. Yeah. Um, I've obviously Blackburn, Preston, that mm. Preston was all right. How did you find, how did you find the crowds? Was it different? Do you know what I mean? Different to, I think it's different when you don't know anybody. Yeah. As to like twenty people in front of you that you do know, you know, yeah, yeah, you know, it always helps, doesn't it? You know, to, to you know, when you do know people, especially if it's it's obviously unless if you've got a thousand people in front of you, you're just seeing thousand people, you're not really seeing anybody. But yeah. um, if if you've only got hundred people in front, of you, yeah, I, I just think you get a better reaction if you know people. Yeah, yeah. Or, yeah. But th that's you my know who to watch for though yeah, as well. Yeah. Like that's another thing with DJ. If you if you know who's the when you call like party animal. They're reacting to it. You're like, you're right, okay, this, yeah. is, this, this sort of works. Yeah. Um, the only reason I asked you is because in this area, and I don't know if you, you think, whenever I play in Burnley's, that, this sort of like, I would say, what, 10, 15 mile radius, I always find I have to play a little bit tougher. Like yeah. I have to change my style up a little tiny bit just to cater for this crowd. Whereas if I, say, I go and play, um, I don't know, like last week I was in Lancaster. Yeah. There's tunes that I play there that I don't think I could get away with playing here and vice yeah. versa. Yeah, I think um, different areas 
have different styles yeah. and locals don't like to get away from it. Just, they just fix their, whatever style yeah. that is, they, they ain't moving from it, so you've got to play that. Yeah, yeah. And that's probably why you see, you know, yeah. what you're that's saying, you'll get away with that yeah, Lancaster, yeah, yeah, yeah. you won't get away with it. Yeah, yeah absolutely. <clears throat> um, so yeah, we sort of went off on a thing there, but I, I, just, I was just curious to see your yeah. opinion, that's all. Yeah, um, it's hard to educate people that only want yeah. one style, that's the thing. That's it, yeah. So the sort of, the later years of Monroe's, um, what was the what was the thing there? Like were you did you, did you play right through to the end end with them? Um probably in the last year, I think I just because I was playing other places and I, I was getting tired, you know mm. what I mean? Because I go and play a club and then go and play thereafter, you know, yeah. and it kinda and sometimes, you know, I've done three clubs and that was like the end one, you know, yeah. and, I bloody, and I just thought, you know what? I've been here long enough and <laughs> so I kinda left just before the end. Right, okay. So where else were you playing in that time then? Uh, I was playing in Burnley called Genesis. Right, okay. I think I, I might have heard of that place yeah. before. Um, so I was there quite a while. Did you find <clears> that when you were, say, say you played Genesis and then you would go to Monroe's, would you play two different styles of music completely or was it...? Probably, yeah. Monroe's a bit harder. Yeah. Uh, and a bit more commercially, obviously, uh, in, in a town centre. Oh, of course, yeah. yeah. <clears throat> just, just intriguing, just to know, to see, because in that time, Obviously, if people were sort of splitting the the difference, do you know what I mean? Yeah. Like whether whether DJs were picking up on that at the time or not. Obviously, retrospectively, you can see it. Yeah. Oh, that's where you play the harder music. But as you say, you were just going with the flow at the time, yeah. and that's how it that's how it yeah. all works. So we're, we're coming up into the two thousands to the mid two thousands. What what were you up to then at that point? Um, say so we're still obviously uh, at Monrose until two thousand and three, and then I went to. I was playing in bars then, so I started playing a lot of funky house and all that carry on. That, that was that sort of funky house peak era yeah, that as well, wasn't it? 2003, yeah. 2004? Yeah, 99 to 2004, yeah. 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 So I was like playing bounce events and obviously playing, because I think if, if you want to survive in the industry, you've got to be multi-genre. Uh, and adaptable, yeah, yeah. definitely. Uh, <clears throat> I've got this this real problem now where it's like, because everyone knows me for playing bounce, which is, it's my, my own fault, but... Mm. But in my area, I'm known as the bounce DJ. Like, if, if anyone, I've, I've said this before, if you if you if you get uh, brushed with that stick, it, it's good in the times when it's popular, mm. and everyone's like, "Oh, I need a bounce DJ." First person you go to is me, and it's great. But then when there's not, it's not as popular because it, yeah, it's 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 phases where yeah, it comes yeah. in, it's not so much. No one wants to know you. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. So, so being yeah. adaptable, I, yeah, should, I should really... It's, uh, it's number one it. key, I think. Yeah. My, from my experience. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know yeah. I mean? Definitely, definitely. Um, so you, you're doing the funky house, and how were you finding that? Were you enjoying that? Yeah, yeah. I, I, I like, because I've obviously like old school, yeah. you know, grew up, brought up on the, you know, the 128, 130. Mm -hmm. it's, it's, all it is, is new house, isn't it? Yeah. You, you know it's, what I mean? A, a lot of it sounds recycled as yeah, well. Yeah, yeah, well, music, I mean, even bounce is just recycled yeah, yeah, old school, yeah, yeah. isn't it? You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, so, yeah, so going forward from there then, were you, were you playing um, like various... Clubs yeah, stuff, yeah. Right? I, I kind of just went for a while. I just went into like playing bars, you know, playing yeah. a lot of this house, and, and then as like two thousand six, two thousand seven, two thousand, you know, towards yeah. that end, you know, got a little bit more like ministry of sound, electro sound, you know. And, mm -hmm. uh, and I used to get a lot of. I used, used to be signed to. Uh, I used to be on mailing list to ministry of sound. Yeah. So constantly, constantly CD packages through door, you know. Excellent. Um, 
So you, you kind of just go with, you know, that kind yeah. of thing. Is there a moment, obviously, you're, a, you're a, I would call you a seasoned DJ, was there a moment in time where the music changed for you at all? Where it's like, like maybe this style isn't for me, or so, so to me personally, in about 2010-ish, mm. when the electro thing got really big, yeah. I, I, I just didn't understand no. it. No, I, I, do, I, don't, I don't think uh, I did a lot with that, if I'm honest. Yeah, um, it, it was a bit. Yeah, it was a bit. I don't know. Straight. It, it was really popular, but for yeah. me, it just didn't tick the boxes. Everything yeah. else did. Do you know what I mean? That's just my personal opinion. But was there any moment like that for you from say ninety one onwards? Uh, it, the only thing I I really didn't like. Well, I didn't like Jungle because yeah. it, it was just noise to me. <laughs> um, and then because I, I, I'm an Italian house DJ, you yeah. know, from like eighty, you know, eighty eight to bloody. 93, but then it kind of went a bit like Euro-y, like just sounded like Eurovision Song Contest. Oh, yeah, yeah, I know, I know exactly what you mean. Yeah, and yeah. I, I just couldn't entertain it. And I know a lot of people like it, and fair play to you, yeah. you know, um, but it just, it just, I don't know. I just Too felt like, cheesy. Yeah, or, yeah, yeah, exactly yeah, is the yeah. word. It just, yeah, I just felt like I, I was listening to Euro. Yeah, yeah. Eurovision. It's almost like when it was commercialised. And yeah, I think that's when I went into like this pumping house because yeah, they went like you're an Italian. Yeah, 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 yeah. People say oh, you're an Italian house DJ. Well, you're either early or you're late Italian. Yeah, you which know? it's mental when you go to these these old school nights. And there's literally a split in the crowd of like I'm a synth Italian and I'm a, I'm a piano Italian. Yeah, it's like, yeah, it's, exactly it's, to my point. Yeah. Yeah, 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 it's like it's like there, some not all cases. Cause I, I like both to be fair, but in in some cases there's the diehards who are like get that synth off right now. It's piano here, yeah, or vice versa. Yeah, it's like don't put that fucking piano shit on. We need to, the synth yeah, stuff. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, so so I went to like 2010 and stuff like that. What what, what were you doing at, the, at this point? Um, I was just doing bars really, and you know, and probably I, I kind of I think I kind of just came out the club scene mm -hmm. and we just just do, just doing bars and when I know sounds sounds when was the first like sort of Monroe's reunion? When... Bloody hell! Um, it must have been. 2007, 2008, right. I think, maybe nine, I mean, I can't remember, it years <laughs> ago, you know. It's yeah. just, uh, so you were, so, so you were still, like, sort of dipped your toe in that? Oh, yeah, yeah, still, still, yeah, still kept me hand in it. Yeah. You know, and, I mean, I, I had phases where I just, just didn't, you know, if I, if, I, if I stopped working at a bar or something, and then I might have six months out and go and do something else, but, yeah. you know, it's, but I, I've, I've always worked during the day, but you know, never had a always worked all my life. So it, it kind of didn't really phase me. You know, mm -hmm. sometimes it was nice to have a break when you've <coughs> constantly all them years not having any weekends. You know, sometimes yeah. it is nice just to <coughs> absolutely. Um, so sort of going forward, then what was your next sort of chapter of your life, sort of say from say we've got two thousand twelve, thirteen, fourteen. Um, again, I was just doing. Bars, you yeah. know, type thing. Uh, Any anywhere, sort of, if not, no, just look, just local, local, yeah. yeah. Um, and probably doing the reunions a lot, mm -hmm. you know. Obviously, we and did a bit at Maxim's. Um, uh, just, just, just like local stuff more, yeah. more than more than anything, and then just did last. I, I kind of through personal. Um, 
life, should I say. Yeah. You know, I did, I did take a couple of years out and then about five years ago I just decided... So what, what was that, 2018-ish? Yeah, yeah about 2018. So what yeah. gave you the thing to come back? What was the... What was the... I think just a change in my own personal life, you know. Okay, and then um, I, I just thought, right, I'm ready now. Okay. Interesting. Very. No, I like that. So when you came back, what were you? What were you tackling? What was the the, the, the music that you wanted to? Um, I wasn't really bothered because mad, I've, because I'm multi genre. I can yeah. play anything, any style, apart from jungle because I don't like that. <laughs> <laughs> um, but gotta get that printed on a t shirt. <laughs> Simply, I don't like jungle. Yeah, I'm not a junglist. <laughs> yeah, not a junglist. Yeah. yeah. No fair play to anybody that likes it, but it's just not my bag. No, yeah, no, I get it. You know yeah, what yeah. I mean. Um, and then I think that was about the time that I met Bobby Sether. Right, okay. Uh, and he, 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 you know, he, he messaged me on Facebook and he said, uh, he, uh, we'd never met. Okay. Uh, and he just said, uh, <clears throat> he said, do you, will you come for a meet? I've got this bar in Nelson. Mm -hmm. uh, and I thought, <laughs> so, I've yeah. done everywhere Nelson Nelson's been there for 10 years I'm not going yeah. back to Nelson and uh, he he, um, he said come on come and have a mate so I went and had a mate and his first thing he said to me was I thought you'd be taller <laughs> <laughs> wow but now I'm a short ass pal yeah <laughs> well we're all content that doesn't work I think that's where we got off yeah, 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 you know yeah. he's a you know, great guy mm -hmm. Yeah, so <clears throat> for those who don't know, obviously we'll just give a sort of bit of a background. <clears throat> he he bought, was it a working men's club? He did, he bought a working men's club working called men's. the Irish League. Yeah, yeah. Uh, he shared some on Facebook not so long ago where it was when he first got it and he showed you the transformation, what it looked like and what it looks like now. It's night and day. It mm. looked like your average sort of working men's club, a bit dated yeah, yeah. and... You, you know where he's, you know, like what the average workman's club is, and he's put a lot of time and effort into it, and it looks brilliant now. Like, mm. as I said, yeah, I mean, we'll into this. When, when he got it, you know, there was no roof on it, there's pigeons living in the roof, oh, really? Yeah, completely, yeah, it was completely, yeah, oh. completely red. I mean, I never saw it in that state because he'd done it up. He, I think he, I think I met him in the March, and he. He'd been working on it six months, or he'd been open three months at the time. Right, I can't remember exactly. So, what was the what did the meeting entail? What what? So we met you. You obviously yeah. asked. He said, "For your taller." I want yeah. He <laughs> said yeah. It's not hard. Right. <laughs> he, he said, uh, "I want you to do a night here, you know." And I had a look round, and I thought, "Go on then, why not?" Right, you know, type thing. You know, he's very, he's a very persuasive man. He's very, mm. very good at talking. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, really, you know, he can uh, charm the birds out the trees, as they say. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. <clears throat> um, so then we arranged this night, you know, and it was packed out. And I think that was part of the bug that made me think, ah, I'm ready now. I'm ready to come back. So what was it? Just out of interest, what did you do? What was I there? just did. It was just a night with me, and I got to play with anything I wanted to do. And I did. I did kind of went a bit old schooly to start with, and then old school bands later on. Oh, you okay, know, interesting. Was, yeah. You know, and it, it just it was just packed from start to finish. And that give you the itch again? Didn't yeah. You? Okay. It scratched the itch as well. Like obviously, <laughs> you always miss it. You always miss it, guaranteed. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like I say, once it's in your blood, <clears> that's blood, it. Isn't it? You know Absolutely. I mean? um, so yeah. So from there, like you've become a resident down there. Uh, from yeah. what I'm just going what I, if I can see on like. Yeah, I it was. We kind of connected and you know we, we just he said i said you tell me what you want to do with it mm -hmm. he said well i want to i want it to be full i want it i said well 
you're going to have to, if you want to do it right, you need to listen to me. You need to invest into these people that I'm mm -hmm. telling you. Uh, so the first person we got uh, was MC Leroy. Oh, great MC, by the way. Yeah, very, very good. Yeah. Uh, A lot of people are a bit thing of his style. Um, when I first heard him, I thought, wow, he sounds different. He give, yeah, he give exactly. Off, yeah, different. <clears throat> he give off, um, like, uh, for instance, <clears throat> um, I first heard, um, oh, I don't know, I'm trying to think of an example. Um, there's, a, there's, a, there's a, obviously MC Storm, for instance, saying hardcore. Yeah. I first heard him and I thought, he doesn't sound, because obviously to me, I only knew Northern MCs to me. I knew the Italian MCs and, and whatnot. And when I heard this guy with a southern accent, I thought, what the fuck's this? And it's like, and his, his delivery and his energy, you could feel it in his voice. Mm. And then for years, I heard maybe one or two, Tim and GFMC, when I first heard him, I thought, he's different him. Who starts singing? Do you know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. it's like that type of and, thing. And that is, to me, it's... It's a style. It's, it's a, a style, but it helps the song along, yeah. you know. And, you know, and it just creates that happy vibe, you know. Mm. Instead of being a dark MC, he's a bright MC, you know yeah. what I mean? Some energy about him, you know what I mean? Yeah. You know, his presence is just phenomenal. And then I heard Leroy and I was just like, this is different. Because when I first heard it, I'd never listened to the old... Um, recordings with him from years ago. Yeah. So when I first heard him, I heard him going over new bounce music. And I thought, fucking hell, this is different. Mm. It's like, because it was so different, it wasn't mm. just a, a usual guy doing the usual spiel. It was all like, it was just different flavour. And I thought, and it put, and then when you listen, you think, well, it's quite good this. He's got, he's got a control over the crowd and yeah, really, really rate him, to be honest with you. Um, good MC. So, you said about getting him I mean, involved. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So we did that and that worked out a dream. And then we kind of just went on to the next one. I can't remember whether it was Nicky B or Pete Daly and Project D. Right. Um, yeah. We went for different styles, you see. Mm -hmm. But uh, I think it could have been Nicky B, you know. Mm -hmm. I mean, Nicky B's like, to me, if, if, if I had a, used to sit, people say, I mean, it's only a myth, but people who say that you know, I, I was like, at my era, I was probably, you know, like the king of Burnley. Well, he was, he's took that title and run away with it. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's next generation. Next generation, yeah. Fantastic yeah. DJ. Absolutely fantastic, Nicky B. Yeah. He's got, he's got a very, very particular style, hasn't he? Yeah. Like it's uh, the way he mixes and the way he plays yeah, yeah, and stuff yeah, yeah. like that. Yeah, um, there's a reason so many people try to replicate what he does as well. Do you know yeah, what I mean? But they can. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, um, so you, you had Nikon, you had uh, who else did you say? Project D. Project uh, D. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, so then you're just trying to sort of create a bit of a buzz about the club. Yeah. And then obviously the pandemic hit. Yeah, and then restart again, which was was really hard because trying to get people back after the you yeah. know oh no I'm not going out of COVID. What did you do during COVID then? Were you doing any like live streams? Or like I that? did do a couple of live streams. I found them more hard, more stressful than standing in front of 2,000 people. I agree. Do you want to know why? Technology. Like just technology is mm. not my friend. I don't like sitting there with the camera on and it's, oh, I don't know. I just... Oh, You're not doing so bad. I know. <laughs> well, listen, I've told you, when we were talking off pod, I did say like the, the, the whole camera thing. I wasn't a pusher of the, the camera on the pod, but it's literally, it gets so many more people engaged having the, the video and it's like, I don't like the sound of my own voice. Like I, that's, I don't listen back to these podcasts. 
I certainly don't like looking at myself back. Do you know what I mean? So, <laughs> so yeah, that's it's, it's not great. But yeah, when you were doing the, the live stream era where people were playing and doing all sorts of live sets, just keep people entertained and stuff, mm. I found it dead stressful because you not because you don't know if the tunes are working because you're not getting a reaction and it's yeah. like the closest thing you get to reactions like the thumbs up on the Facebook saying mm. like or, or like people commenting on the tune. It's like and if they don't comment, you're like, well, they're not enjoying this tune. Mm. Or it's, it's a very very weird time yeah. to be alive. Yeah, very very straight. I mean, <laughs> it, to me, it'd be like. Oh, everyone sat there staring at you. Mm. You know, yeah. exactly. even though they probably and weren't. I felt like, yeah, yeah. Even though they probably weren't, they were just on us background noise. Mm. Um, yeah. Um, so when it all came back and you had to restart again, was yeah. it literally like day dot again when when the, when the club opened? Uh, soon as soon as well, soon as it opened, you weren't allowed to have music over a certain decibel. Mm. If you remember, right? Mm -hmm. um, you know, it was. I mean, I were doing. Uh, retro live streams as well that was the yeah. type thing at the time you know uh, but obviously when, when it got lifted then we could start going again but it still I still felt it were like not as much you know people yeah. didn't come out the same because people were scared you know there was, like, there was a certain uneasiness definitely correct, I can remember correct, yeah. good word yeah. yeah so how did you find sort of getting back off the ground again was it, I mean, it Matter to me, we were just trying to get people into the bar, you know. So yeah. I've spent a lot of time at Revival, now it's called Revival. Yeah. Um, you know, it was, it's just convinced. I mean, now it's like it's never been, doesn't it? Yeah. You know, it's I mean? like it never existed. It never existed. Yeah. Know? I've noticed and, that. That's only this year that I think that's happened yeah. as well. Everyone was a bit skeptical in 2022. 2021 was the same. Yeah. But this year, I feel like, um, Normality's resumed. Do you know yeah, what I mean? Like, finally, yeah, right. yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, like it never existed. Yeah. And then uh, that, I think that's great. So I want to touch on this as well, but whilst we're getting your story out there, production. When did that start? Um, so Darren Lee Cowgill, aka Project D. Yeah. Uh, I met him in 1995. Right. Uh, I was. He was a mechanic for. a and I was a car valeter, and this friend who was a mechanic at the time, he said, oh, you need to meet, because he knew who I was, this yeah. other mechanic, Wayne is called, um, and said, oh, you need to, we you spend some time with me, mate, Darren, he's trying to get into decks and all that. I said, yeah, yeah, no worries, I said, I'll come round to his house, you know, whatever mm. you want me to do, type of thing, and I went round to his house, and he was like, uh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> shaking like a shitting dog. Yeah, yeah, literally, yeah. yeah. Um, but you know, and I thought we again. You just you, you, certain people, you know, you've, you can. You've click. probably got an handful of people in your life that you mm. can go right. I've known you thirty minutes, but I know I'm going to know you thirty years. Yeah. Oh, yeah. There's yeah. certain people who have in your life, and you're like, yeah, yeah. this is just a one-time yeah. thing. And he, yeah. you know, if, I, if I've got you know five close friends, mm. you know, top top people in my life, that, you know that, I, that yeah. I know that are there for me. Darren's one of them. You know, excellent. What I mean? it's good, good friend to have, isn't it? Yeah. So. I'm going back a little bit. I'll tell you this. So he, uh, so he wanted to play. Play. So I said, right, okay. Uh, I'll take you to this Equinox. Right. Okay. Uh, and, and it was a big place. So I said, right, you go on decks. I said, it's your turn now. Are you sure? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then I used to purposely piss off and leave him. And it'd be like, deal with headlights, yeah. Deal with it, yeah. Yeah, yeah. You know, I'd go off gallivanting. It's and a good, good education, I Yeah, the only one way to go deep end, don't you? Yeah, know, yeah, that yeah. Type yeah. thing. And yeah. I think from there, we just, you know, we, you know that's how we got involved. Um, and then 
as uh, we kind of through life you just get busy don't you and mm. then we, we after a, you know a couple of years or whatever we we didn't really see each other and he went off into production right uh and then um i met him again uh i think it was about 2003 okay so i, I said oh i said I'd, I'd love to write a track um so we wrote this track called uh rise Okay. Uh, what style of music was this? Uh, house. Mm-hmm. Um, would you find? Would you say that you had the 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 ideas there? Yeah, um, sort of thing. Like I I want to make a tune because I've got this thought in my head. I think would work on a dance floor. Yeah, I mean Darren is an absolutely fantastic uh, engineer. Mm-hmm. You know, his brain level is just mm-hmm. you know, um, and I think as well with with my experience of music yeah. samples yeah. you know and you know you have, we have a brainwave about something you know i can go oh, i'll get you that, that is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know type thing and so we wrote this track in 2003 and then fast forward a few more years which was 2018 mm-hmm. um when i started getting back into it and i bumped into darren and i said again i said oh, to make a track you know type thing uh and we wrote need Right. And Need came out on Salford City Records. Yeah. And, you know, it's a popular track, you know, it's house music track, yeah. you know. Did you, we did you pressed on a vinyl, that one? No, that no. was the first one. Yeah. First track came out, it came on digital format. Okay. Um, so we, we play it, you know, we write at one thirty type thing. Okay. Um, so <clears throat> typically you go either way on the floor. Um and he, you know, we just we just got the bug together. You know, it was really good. So then we just carried on with it, and excellent. obviously we've had two, three, four vinyls out, and got a few more coming out this year. That's excellent. How does it feel that you you went through all them? That you went through the late eighties, early nineties, two thousands, maybe not in the later two thousands, but you went through all that time buying all these records, and then now it's come full circle, and you you're holding your own record. How does that feel? Yeah. Um, uh, and I'll tell you something, uh, I, around 2015-16, yeah. obviously having CDJs, and I thought, don't need vinyl anymore, so I got rid of most of it. Right. And then when we released the vinyl again, I got the bug again, so it cost me thousands trying to buy it all back. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, you know, it's, it's, you know it's, this is probably what you see here is probably a... Th- a third of what I used to have. Yeah. You know. When you're an active jock though and you haven't you haven't to keep up with the new music mm. and especially when it was brand new back then and yeah, like, yeah, it was yeah. different styles, different you know, oh, I'm, I'm joking you, when you used yeah. to go into a record shop in the early nineties and you put that track on and put it on headphones and it were like you know, airs on back of your night, you're like, Oh my god, I've got this, you know. Class. What a track, you know. Yeah. Couldn't wait to get home and play it. <laughs> you know, but I mean it's different Class. now, isn't it? Yeah, you just yeah, get yeah. an MP three and it's oh, yeah. all right that. But I mean the actual buzz of a vinyl is Yeah. Different. Once you hold something physically in your hand as well, it's 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 mm. it could be just uh um, <coughs> word. Uh could be psychological. Yeah. But if it's psychological and that's the buzz you get, then I'm all for it. Do you know what yeah, I mean? Yeah, yeah. It could be like placebo where it's like, I value this track because it's a physical format more mm-hmm. than I do this. Even though the other, other tune's better, it's like, I've got this on vinyl. Yeah. Like, do you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, I, I hold uh, somewhat like Ultra Beat Pretty Green Eyes in higher regard because mm. I've got 
physical format of it or like yeah. do you know what I mean like just yeah, it's, just it's, as it's an example yeah. Yeah, it's when you play it's a vinyl a machine. it creates a different sound to what it does on an mp3 I yeah. think yeah, yeah. Um, there is a science behind that though isn't there it's, yeah. it's when it's pressed up it's it's pressed um, when you master digitally um, you cut more of like the low end and stuff yeah, out yeah. like that so yeah. the grooves are, are deeper yeah, there you get a, a deeper bass like yeah yeah there, there is I, for years I was just like that sounds like bullets I like someone who doesn't want to let go but then when you no, look into it, it is, yeah. there is, a, there there is, is an a, art to it yeah, there is actual things I it. noticed when I started ripping um, so it, like we're talking off pod I was saying I still collect vinyl yeah. I only collect stuff now um, that you can't get on say CD or digital because oh, like obviously right. you would buy the maxi mixes Bands, you mean? not every I collect everything man. Yeah. everything um, so let's say I'm trying to get like this tune and I hear it and I know no one else has got it or, 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 or like mm. I like it that much I'll go out and buy the CD single yeah maybe, maybe like the maxi CD where there's like 10 different mixes on yeah, or whatever yeah, yeah rip them all to the computer and this is it. When I play it and someone's where did you get that from? I was like, well, I bought it. So it's like, there's nothing you can do about that. You know what yeah. I mean? Like, yeah, you can go find a crap rip on the internet if you want, <laughs> but it's, I know it's not available. Yeah. Um, and if that fails and it's only released on vinyl, I'll buy the vinyl. That's my, that's my thing now. Do you know what I mean? Like I said, me and my, me and my postman's got a deal. He knows where to put the vinyl if I buy it. If it looks like a 12 inch record, he knows right, that goes there. Yeah. That, that goes yeah. there in the garden if I'm not in. Yeah. Um, <laughs> But yeah, um, so I buy the vinyl and when I rip it in and I put it into my door to sort of tidy up and process it, it's like you can, the, the bass hits on the frequency spectrum much deeper yeah, 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 and on a deeper yeah, level. Yeah, yeah. But yeah, And it's true, it's my opinion like, but uh, I just want to ask you this, um, what was your favourite production you've done so far then? I noticed this one's just sitting there at the background. Um, for the audio listeners, it's Project D and James Sempic uh, moving now. Is that right? Yeah, I think yeah. This one has has a personal touch to me because Pierre Feraldi mm-hmm. moving now was my first ever massive tune that I really got into. Yeah. So I contacted him mm-hmm. and asked him. His Pierre's manager is Capella. Oh what what you know? Yeah, brand is Rossini, mm-hmm. uh, and he said. Listen, you can use his name, you can do anything, just call it your remix. So he gave us permission, so Darren and I remix moving now. Nice one. Nice one. <coughs> what would you say your favourite is or not? So you're more personal, mm. you said. I think uh, my favourite track that we've done is Special. Right. And why is that? It's, it's, it's just, I don't know, there's just something about it that stands it out. Okay. Anywhere, and loads and loads of people play it, you know, <coughs> in the old school scene. Mm. You know, I've been loads of places, and it, you know it's quite a buzz. You know, when you walk through a floor and people are all over, and somebody else is playing your track. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Absolutely, so, I know. I know what you mean. Um, so yeah, I'm going to ask you a couple of questions now, if that's all right. Yeah. Um, what I want to ask you: see if someone said to you, "What like what's your signature tune that people know you for?" What would you say it is? Obviously, I've listened to your mixes over the years, and there's one or two uh, that sort of stand depends out. Depends which style, doesn't it? You know. You no, but like, there's everyone, the one that you get labelled with, do you know what I mean? Oh, that's him and he plays this. Oh, God. There's that many, isn't there? Uh, oh, do you know, I really, uh, I'm trying to think of, diff- there's different styles, isn't yeah. there? You know, it's... I'm not being rude, man. No, I'm no, no, no. I'm just trying to think. Uh, here we go. Uh, probably uh, old school will probably be moving now. Mm-hmm. Uh, bounce. 
Um, probably Crafty Boy is just the way it is. Okay, okay. It's a good tune, that, by the way. Yeah, I do like that tune. Um, Pumping House, probably. Commiserate uh, type thing, I think. Commiserate okay. versus Sandy B. Oh, tune, tune. Uh, I love it. I do love that. Um, so what I want to do is there's some questions um, here, mate. So I just want to ask you something if that's okay. Yeah, yeah. Uh, <clears throat> I haven't showed you them I've had before, no. so this is just so if I do delay, it's because I don't no, no about it. <laughs> uh, so this is questions from the listeners. Right. If you've got a question for the podcast, then uh, you can mail me at, at it's time to refresh on Instagram, Facebook, etc. So if you've got a question you want to ask me or the guests, just fire them over and we'll get we'll get it done. Um, this one is. Uh, hello mate, house tricks. Just a question for the um, for the podcast. Do you still get the same feeling DJing as when you started out? That fire in your stomach. Keep up the good work. I listen to every episode, even if I don't know the guest. That's from James K ninety two on YouTube. Um, so, do you still get the same the same buzz? Would you say? Um, I think it's different <clears throat> as you get older. You know, it's you still get it. Mm. I mean, I I can't believe that. I'm 50 this year mm. and I'm still playing clubs and festivals mm-hmm. after 30 years. I generally thought, you know, it would be something that I'd phase five, six years and I'd be done, mm-hmm. you know. So to, to still, I feel very, very lucky, mm-hmm. very honoured and very lucky that people still want, want me to perform, you know, musically. Excellent. Excellent, mate. I think this, this fire in your stomach thing, I get it now more than I did when I first started. I think this is, when I look back, when I, if I make it to 50, that is, I don't think I'm making it to 50, <laughs> not on my diet, anyways. Um, if I get to 50 and look back, I think I'll look at these years what I'm doing now as they for me they were the they were the fire in the belly years. Right now, I've never been so eager and so in like wanting to be involved and so like I'm, I, I, so many ideas flowing from me. I've got notepads of just ideas for tunes and for days. And it's like like I've got a notes page on here, and you can scroll forever, and it's just constant like the the inspirations there. And one day it will burn out. I hope it doesn't, but it will because that's what happens. Like yeah. you, the fire just just goes out a little bit, like as it does. But I think one day I'll, I'll look back on these sort of years as like this was this was a good time to I be mean, here. You're saying about fire, but it's. Yeah, yeah, you might. It'll never ever go. That's what yeah, I'm trying to yeah, say. Yeah. You, you know, if you, if you were like this, you know, when yeah. you're in your twenties and that, you know, and you because because for me, it's a generation. Yeah, oh, it's a generation. That's know, what I'm saying. Yeah, yeah. You know, there was no social media or anything like yeah. that. So you know, everything gets plastered these days. Whereas yeah. you know, you live. You know, like you know, it, it was just different. You know, it's like like for instance, when I'm <clears throat> when I'm DJing now, I look back. And years ago, when when all my mates started going up, when we were at college and stuff like that, and I was like, I was DJing to my mates, and that was like what I called my golden years. Yeah. But now I DJ to to people, and I probably don't know half of them. Like like it's yeah. it's, a, it's a next generation, yes, and and but for some reason I feel like this is my fire in my stomach type mm. type time, would yeah. you sort of say, um, and as it goes on further and further. I'm going to be more and more distant from them 18 to 25 year olds where it's like their peak times have gone out. How long have you been playing if you don't mind me asking? Two th- I, I didn't start out until playing in clubs 2010 or 11. 10. Yeah, mm-hmm. So you've got 10 years, 11, mm-hmm. 12 years. Yeah. Years, yeah. yeah. I mean, there's a COVID gap as well, so yeah. that doesn't count. So probably about, cl- playing in clubs probably about 11 years, something like yeah. that. And 
it's it's changed even since mm. then. I think I, I come in at a bad time. I'm surprised that I stuck around because when I first started going to gigs and that, like there was a middle of a recession, it was on its ass. I was oh, going yeah. in and there'd be twenty people in like the, what what I believe to be grown up this this massive night, this massive popular night that everyone went to. Yeah. And then there's like twenty people, and I'm just like, ah, oh, well, I'll just get stuck in anyways. I don't know any <laughs> different. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. That's, that's what it is for me. Yeah. So like, I think this is why in this moment in time. I think why the fire is probably burning the most, mm. and this will be my golden era sort of thing. Um, this one is question from the guest. So this is question from the last guest. Uh, so this is from LP. Uh, this is a question for you. Uh, he talked highly of you on, on his podcast, by the way, just so you know. Uh, he's thank you, Lewis. <laughs> <laughs> he said, "If you could really relive one gig, what would it be and why?" Ooh, probably Equinox. Right. Is that just for the experience? Yeah, because I think when you've 1,300 people in front of you mm. and the whole building, I mean, it's a massive, massive, tour, you know, your DJ bus was right. The yeah. And the whole thing just, just went complete darkness yeah. for like 10 seconds and then lights would go on. Boom. And then everybody knew. It, you just, it yeah. was just a rush that you... you so know, that for you, that's where you would, if you could relive that one gig, that's yeah, where it would be? Yeah, probably. Fantastic! That's a brilliant answer. To be fair, I do like that. Um, I do this with every guest now. It's a new feature that one of the guests come up with. He says, "Why don't you ask the last guest for a question?" And I think it's good. so. I'm going to get you a question for the next guest. Uh, at the end of this, I'll give you a message, and you can think have a, have a think for a question. Um, I think it's a good feature. Let me know if he's like that feature. By the way, um, so I just want to ask, what have you got coming up? What's 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 the sort of what have you got on the horizon? Um, I've obviously doing a lot of gigs for. Uh, Bobby, yep. uh, my next big gig is at Rejuvenation in. It's in the lineup, very stacked lineup yeah. as well. Very stacked yeah, lineup. It's my, my second time up at Reju, which, yeah. you know. That's a bucket list gig for me, that just. Oh, yeah, it was yeah. for me. I mean, Cypher, yeah. yeah. you know, what a guy. Cypher, mm -hmm. you know what I mean? Yeah. Lovely, lovely couple. Yeah. Um, yeah, so it's it's just, I don't think I've been anywhere. Where I feel like I've gone back thirty years. Yeah. That's the only place, you know. And it is surreal. Yeah. Absolutely surreal. And when you go and obviously have you been yourself? Uh no, uh, I got invited to go uh um, Oh you need to do two thousand I don't know what year it was, but it was I think it was a guy called it's literally like as I was starting to like sort of come out in this area because like um I started coming out in the Lancashire got involved in the Lancashire scene about two thousand thirteen, I think. And someone said, I think it was a, a guy called Graham or Gavin or something. Anyways, we got talking and he was like, listen, there's this thing popping up over here. You need to come to it. It's got such a range of music mm. and it's so good. Oh, it's and, crazy. And he was like, it's like a rabbit hole. So you, you go through one room, it's one style. You open yeah, another room. Yeah. I love that. I love it's it. just crazy. It's what's missing in, in the big events, yeah. in my opinion. You'll see yeah. every walks of life there, you know. Yeah. It's, just... it's brilliant. I love it. And you, you sort of discover stuff that you... You maybe wouldn't have, you would never go to, for me personally, I would never go to say, um, of, of choice, go to say like a techno gig or something like that. Or um, to be honest, all the styles on, on Rejuve are all sort of stuff I listen to anyway, so it doesn't matter. So yeah, yeah. I was going to say, you might walk into a room and discover music that you didn't know you liked, but yeah. I love all that. I yeah. love everything from the house stuff to the piano stuff to the hard house, there's the yeah. hardcore. They've got all, they've got such a range. But that's all what I'm into anyway, so it doesn't mm. matter. So, but like if you if you if you're a raver and you've only ever went to hardcore and you discover 
what, what's this? Who's this DJ? It's really going off here. And then yeah. you discover a whole new love for music. I think that's the best way to be. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, when's that? What, what uh, 11th of November. 11th of November. Get yourself there. I'd recommend it. Even though I've never been, I'd recommend it. Cause I just, do too. <laughs> <laughs> uh, anything else coming up, mate? Um, I'm going to take a month out because I'm getting married. Oh, yeah, congratulations. Well, yeah, I'm going to New York. Lovely. That's uh, also on bucket list as well. <laughs> I would love to go to New York. I just know it off the movies, do you know what I mean? Mm. And it's just somewhere... Have you been before? No. No. So to me, when I when you say New York, I think of like the... the all the movies when you see the the, the big like uh, skyscraper from JFK airport yeah. and stuff. That's to me. That's where it is, and yeah. the 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 hustle and bustle and and all that. The the yellow taxis and mm. obviously the all the the sights and everything like that. I want to go for dollar pizza. Like that's just <laughs> that's, that's the type of person I am. Travel all the way there for a dollar pizza. Yeah, I want to try that out. Um, should be amazing yeah. then, mate. Yeah. Excellent. So taking a month out for that. Yeah. Um, when do you go to New York then? Twenty uh, seventh of November. So you'll get the true New York weather as well. Yeah. It will be. Yeah. Be, I'll get a big jacket on. Yeah. <laughs> It'll be freezing, won't it? Yeah. Uh, before but, before we sign off today, yeah. I just want to ask you: um, uh, Do you watch the podcast at all, or have you watched any episodes? I've watched a few this week. Yeah, okay, yeah. right. So I asked everyone: You're going to get the electric chair because. I don't know, you seem like a lovely guy, so I don't want to give you the electric chair, but <laughs> you're getting the electric chair because for whatever reason, right, and you've got one last meal, right, so this is your your your, your death row meal, right, you can have a starter, main, dessert, yeah. and a beverage to wash it down, what you're having. Fill it there, medium rare. Medium, medium rare's a good shot, mate, okay, mm. okay, what are you having for your starter? Don't want one, I just want that. Well, you're gonna you're gonna stretch yourself, mate. You, you live a little bit longer. Give me two pints. <laughs> All right, I'll accept that. What about another two pints? Yeah, 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 I don't know, yeah, yeah. yeah. And what, what you should down with another two pints. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So six pints in a medium. Yeah. You're not even gonna have you're not even gonna have chips with the steak. Okay, you just have the steak and the pints. This is how we roll. <laughs> Excellent. Belter answer. I usually Ooh. shout at people for uh, for saying steak. Everyone says steak. I'm like, but I mean, if you're having six pints with it, that's you're going off in style, yeah. mate. Probably can't even remember getting the yeah. electric chair. But, uh, <laughs> That's I just, yeah, yeah, I suppose so. Um, I just want to say thank you for coming on, mate. Absolutely. It's been an absolute pleasure. Um, it's such such a good episode. I've been really enjoyed this. Um, I think I'm not going to lie. I'm just going to say this on pod as well. Um, I want you back for a part two because I think there's so much more I could dig into, and I just wanted to get like a brief history of you. Yeah. And to me, it's it's been brilliant i've loved it excellent if you've enjoyed this um then share it with your mates i bang on this i say the same crack every week it's if you've enjoyed it put it in your whatsapp groups share it on your social medias um this is how we grow as a podcast and and if you think fucking hell he's got a bit of an interesting story then like and you think other people your mates like oh i used to listen to Seppi grown up or, or like or you, they've got a love for the music or all like that then share it with them and say hey, I think you might like this I've enjoyed it or if you think it was shit then what can you do just share, share, sorry, share, sorry if it is yeah, share it with them and just go hey have you seen this shit well at least, at least you're going you're gonna to view it you never know they might like it uh, and if you've really enjoyed it, you can sign up to our Patreon, um, which you get early access. You get the stuff on a um, you get the episode on a Friday instead of a Monday when it goes out publicly. You get the Patreon exclusives, all the little bonus bits we do behind the scenes. Um, just as a little little bit of a thank you for supporting it, um, and that's from three pounds a month, um, and that's Patreon.com forward slash It's Time to Refresh. It's been my pleasure having you on, mate, um, yeah. and. Honestly, I hope you've enjoyed this because I've really enjoyed it. So I'll see you again next week. <laughs>